Gab and Girl Time contains explicit sexually mature themes and is intended for a mature audience. The opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views of any platforms, sponsors, or social media. October 9th, 2023. Yes. Bank holiday. It's a bank holiday. And welcome to Gab and Girl Time. Welcome. It's not our normal day to record, no, but weird. you know what? Nothing's been normal this year, so... We do what we want. Yeah. So what we want, do what we want. We don't care. It's Monday. But we have a very special treat for everyone today. Very excited about it. We have someone who knows the ins and outs of Drag Survivor Season 3. Honestly, probably all the Drag Survivors, right? Yes. All the Drag Survivors has captured video of all the Drag Survivors, plus multiple things that we do around town um, at CORE, at Highwire, where else? We're just about um, everywhere. XYZ. XYZ. Uh, sanctuary when it was a thing. Oh, wow. They've been around. You've been around a long time. Yeah. And, uh, oh, uh, the Brickyard. Okay. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. How did, how did I forget that? Please welcome Satari. Satari. Yay. We're so happy to have welcome. you here. Thank you yes. for having me. And we want to know all the dirt, all the shade. All of it. All the behind scenes backhandedery. Was there a lot this year or was it just a little this year? There was so much. What you're <laughs> seeing in the actual show is a fraction of it. It's so good though. It literally looks like it's scripted. I wish we could say it was. <laughs> I, right? Wouldn't that be great? But it's that would be so, excellent like, writing. The villains are nice and villainy and then, you know... It's I mean, weird. I don't really feel like we had an actual villain villain this year. Not like a replica <laughs> level villain. No. Yeah, we no. might need to pull that closer to you. Okay, sorry. You're a, you're a, you're a, a soft talker. Yes. When you're a soft talker, you have to have yeah, a little close. Yeah, you just go right up into okay. it. Yeah. There you go. Now awesome. you look good. You look good on the... So on the, on the villainous scale... Not as bad as Replica, but... So is Replica the queen villain of all of the drag survivors thus far? I believe so, but she was playing it that way. She is one of the nicest people right. outside of competition. But when she has a, a something in her mind that she wants to do, she's going to do it. I feel like and she accomplished. she's beloved anyway because they did the replica. Didn't they do she a drag is. Yes. replica? Yes. People make numbers about her all the time. Most situation. So, yeah. She is well-loved but also well-maligned at oh. the same time. 
that makes sense? It's because she's a redhead. Yeah, probably. It's always. We're always the dang <laughs> villains, no matter what. So why even be nice anymore? I am nice, but. You are. You are. And you do drag as well. Here and there, yes. Yes. So, uh, take me back. How did you get started in all this malarkey? Um, I was driving for Uber, and I met someone in the Knoxville area and moved up here to to get a job and kind of be around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I got here, I needed some kind of creative outlet, and I couldn't find a karaoke night that would work with my business schedule and I found out they had open stage over at the edge at the time on a Monday so I started there um I came out in this orange you say karaoke yeah you mean karaoke karaoke yeah so they had karaoke on Monday nights at core no at at the edge no back in um Nashville where I was driving I see I went to Pecker's Bar and Grill on Tuesdays for karaoke but with my new job uh, um, here in Knoxville, I was working and couldn't go to any of the karaoke nights that they were having. I see. Okay. So karaoke and drag are synonymous? Um, you have to clear that up. Not really. Because you went to, we're like, how did you get into this? And then karaoke. Car- karaoke uh, is how you got into it. I'm a, a very much an Performing. introvert. And so it, karaoke was a way to get out of my box and okay. force myself to meet new people. And I wanted to kind of continue that, and drag just kind of happened. Okay, cool. It wasn't the plan. Um, I won an award my first, very first time in drag. I uh, dressed up for Halloween as, um, oh, I can't think of her name now, um, from Hocus Pocus. Um, oh, Winifred. Winifred. Winifred, yes. Okay. <laughs> and I won that the uh, costume contest at work, and then took that to... Um, the edge for a, a Halloween time frame show, November. Mm-hmm. Um, my the number I did before that was in an orange gown. I was doing like orange is the new black. Oh yeah, and nice. did creep. <laughs> oh fine, nice. on an apple covered by postmodern jukebox. Mm-hmm. Oh nice. And I thought it was super clever and artistic, and it was a mess. <laughs> I I looked horrible. There's pictures out there. Don't go. That's what so year funny. was this? 2019. Okay, so Not in four short years, because you just performed at Pride. I did. This year, you looked absolutely gorgeous. Thank you. you. Did you make that rainbow gown yourself? I cannot sew. I ordered the rainbow gown online, mm-hmm. and then I stoned it with a little bit of help from um, Sharon, mm-hmm. who is James's partner, Right. James Carl's partner. Uh, Sharon is lovely and changed my life with some of her tips and tricks. So thank you, Sharon, for all of that. <laughs> but there's around 3,000 stones on that dress. It's gorgeous. Wow. It's gorgeous. It's rainbow. It's gorgeous. It is. I Well, I can't wait to see how it looks on film. I'm sorry I had to miss it. I miss Pride. I'm hope. Well, I know there's pictures from the photographers at the stage, mm-hmm. but I got to take a lot of pictures with fans out on the, the actual festival mm-hmm. grounds, and some of them made me cry. Oh, um, just their stories were so nice, and you know, heart. T- uh, they touched my heart a lot. Yeah, we just had Pride this past weekend, mm-hmm. and you didn't get to go because you were marrying off your son. Yeah, my son was getting married. Cause, you know, but. R- quickly just 
all around great weekend. The love, the joy. The weather and, looked beautiful. It, it was. It did rain Friday night. Um, but <laughs> because morphine was in the, the parade. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. Well, I had to coordinate. Oh, wow. <laughs> that parade. And uh, first off, when you it did when it, such a good job last I year. I did. I did a wonderful job. And that Yeah, that's why you put me in charge of it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Pride was wonderful. Ugh, I can't wait till next year. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be cool. Lately, yeah. <laughs> everything that, you know, it's fun. The wedding was beautiful. I know no one really asked, but it was gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> They did a good job. It's a whole nother episode. Falling on a budget, and it was it was nice. And the pictures that you sent me looked beautiful. Yeah, my son made me cry when we were dancing. Aww. What was the so. song that you danced to? Uh, train. Um, <laughs> I know. I love it. He's my son is the most romantic person in the land. I don't know how he got to be that way because. <laughs> You know, he was raised by me as a single mom through, like, uh, you know, uh, from the time he was 10 till, you know, what we just let him go a little bit ago. So, yeah, so very long time of his life he's had to deal with me. But, yeah, he is super romantic. And now um, my brain just left me. You sent me the song, too. Yeah, for me, it's you. Train okay. for me at zero. That's a good one. It is a good song. And he, the what made me cry was that he told me that was his, uh, like, he's when he hears that song, he thinks about me and my life philosophy. Aww. So that was that's sweet. When you listen to the lyrics of that, you're like, oh, you know, no, I know. So back to drag. You started in 2019. <laughs> Sorry, no, I know. I, I gotta keep. She knows I got to keep people Squirrel. on yes, track. I am not yeah. on track at all, y'all. So you started in 2019, and now it's 2023. Uh, when did you start actually filming for, or when did you establish that relationship with Morphine to start mm, filming? That's a good question. Um, I started filming just on my phone um, at shows at random, mainly because I didn't have the money to tip. And I didn't want to be ungrateful. So I started filming shows and just sending videos and pictures That's to the That's such a good idea. I mean, you know, you can, and it's such a good example of how you can support mm-hmm. your local community, even if you don't have the funds yes. to yeah. tip. I think it was, I had been showing up to some of Morphine's shows um, before, um, it was before Spotlight Sunday, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and she just approached me one day, uh, and asked me if I'd help film for Drag Survivor season one. And I said, of course, uh, it turned into not just filming, but helping with the confessionals and, you know, kind of following in along with that. And Mm -hmm. I would upload all the videos up to Google drive so she could get them and download them and edit. So she does all the editing for the actual drag survivor episodes and produces and uploads them and everything. I just do the, the filming work. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second year I was a little more involved with some of the questions. Uh, I would ask a couple questions as they would pop into my mind if they were relevant. And then this last season I was kind of, kind of in charge of the confessionals. She would give me a, a list of what questions to ask who 
so everyone would get the same generic questions and then some people would have specific questions about what was going on in their tribe and do they feel like they've been singled out or what did what do you think about x y and z saying things about a b and c so i would also ask side questions as they were relevant uh, usually it was to the people that had big personalities that would talk a lot. Mm-hmm. They tended to be like yourself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they would tend to be the people that would give the best confessionals. Yeah. Uh, there were a handful of people over the years that have been excellent. Replica is a, a great example of that. She will talk and talk and talk and give good video. You do as well. But Thank you, you tend to stay on topic. Uh, people like the Platinum Angel, however, uh, I would ask a question five minutes later, I would still be waiting for the end of the answer. <laughs> Love her to death, though. She is very, very talented. She, she has the gift of gab as well. Sounds like me, if you were to interview me. <laughs> Probably. So, do yeah. you like your house? Well, let me tell you how to build that house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> so, you have all these confessionals and you have all these personalities Mm -hmm. give me over the years give me some of your favorites like who are some of your favorites yeah from previous i one i'm jotting down some notes Mm because i'm gonna watch i think we're having so much fun that i'm gonna watch the first two cold and comment season one (laughs) so the whole drag community is gonna hate me after the end of the series I think in general, Replica and Eva's, um, well, Replica is probably one of the, the ones that's most interesting to watch, just because she's so out of out and such a big personality. Um, Eva Ladiva in season two was also a lot of fun to watch, and watching the story progress in how she was playing her game, and how the consequences of playing that mm-hmm. game in the way she did came back to bite her in the ass. Mm. Um, there's nothing in the rules that says you can't be a straight up bitch. Right. Um, and some of the things that pe- players have done in seasons two and three would qualify for that. But typically it comes back to bite them in, in the butt. Mm-hmm. Um, Quiche Lorraine, I those confessionals, it's, it's the dichotomy of Quiche answering the questions and out of drag quiche mm-hmm. trying to get clarification on what we're looking for for the answers randy yes, yes. well yes. i didn't want to like call well, him out but yeah. wait, well we had randy on okay. yeah yes so we did. everybody <laughs> knows <So> randy <laughs> <laughs> there i love them mm-hmm. i can't get over how much i love them as a person yeah we've and both been to lorraine manor haven't we I haven't been. I know where it is, mm-hmm. roughly. Yeah. And I was going to go but uh, the other day, but I had already said I was going to go over to Poor for their pop-up drag show. Mm-hmm. And I, I got to try some of their uh, nachos, and they were really good. Oh, good. Well, I was I was cordially invited to Lorraine Manor. Nice. Did you get to meet Magnus and Bertram? I did. Oh, they're I did. such sweethearts. I did. I got to go into the foyer. I I didn't get to go past that. (laughs) (laughs) Not past the foyer. But the foyer, I mean, was just magnificent. I've heard. Magnificent. Such a talent. 
I can't wait to see the art gallery. I hear there's some kind of art gallery where everything that has ever been done for the quiche or by the quiche is in there somewhere and trying. That is in the foyer. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Nice. So quiche, your favorite. Yeah. Okay. One of That's my fine. favorites, yes. Um, <laughs> I have to say, watching the... How do I put this? Watching the story about Sasha Maple in both <laughs> seasons two and three are also one of the highlights. As much as I hate reading the chats when it's going on, like watching them on stage, watching the confessionals is life changing for me. <laughs> yeah, because you get the whole thing. You oh, get yeah. to yes. you get to read the chats. You get to film the confessionals and probably so you guide see literally the whole story whereas yeah. we see bits and pieces and then have what we <laughs> think and and then everybody else's opinions well so. yes and no believe it or not this is the first year that morphine remembered to add me to the uh, drag survivor <laughs> chats <laughs> so seasons one and two i was just going into it blind i had no idea what was going on oh my mm-hmm. gosh i had the packet i had my questions i knew what was going on on stage here we go <laughs> this year I actually was able to, p- to prepare more and know what was going on and um, admittedly I would mute the chat at times yes um, <laughs> I can see it getting to be a bit much yeah. yeah yeah there were a lot of big personalities going up against each other and mm-hmm. I think that in the moment one side was always the hero and the other side was always the villain well of course but you could look at it the opposite way yes always it's so easy this is why i'm the best armchair yes. quarterback of drag i'm the best armchair drag quarterback ever mm-hmm. ever in the evers so easy for me to sit back and tell you how you have a sequin mm-hmm. glued on wrong or something but, yeah. <laughs> but when it comes to actually doing that it's very difficult and i get yeah. it and you know i really understand it's kind of like the rupaul syndrome where mm-hmm. people think they know how to do drag just by watching rupaul's drag race oh yeah it's and always so those, much easier yeah. you know it's easier to do when you're just watching yeah. like psh. i mean mm-hmm. you've wow. been in um, competitions colin where you have put your heart out there and you would get good praise because I've seen some of it, but you didn't win. Mm-hmm. And were you ever told, you know, after the fact, well, you should have done this, that, and the other? No. <laughs> it's very, yeah, a lot of people really? don't no. get very no. good constructive criticism, especially with new people because you don't know how they're going to take things or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is a blind, I'm doing a blind reaction yeah. of a YouTube series so which is is some people are gonna be oh that ain't me at all and later i find out you know as i watch further i'm like oh i'm sorry i said that about so and so Mm -hmm. or whatever because you realize you read the situation wrong that's Mm -hmm. just how it goes sometimes but yeah it's people don't know they don't know to tell you they're not gonna unless they become your besties that's when they'll tell you if they truly love you and want you to do better they're gonna tell you Mm -hmm. and that's what i think that nobody came up to me and said anything to me because they think that i'm such a seasoned performer Mm -hmm. from being with salome and salome when we would have rehearsal every week 
we would do our number and we would get that constructive mm-hmm. feedback. So what we took on stage would be completely different oh, yeah. from what we had in rehearsal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they didn't get to see my rehearsals. They they just saw what the final product was right, right there. Okay. I mean, and I'm pretty good at what I do. So I mean, right. you did win. So Well, I won this. Yeah. I'm still a little salty about not winning um, well, Monday Night Madness. I think Eva Ladiva beat me out on that one. And then another one. And there might be that little bit of fear. Mm-hmm. I've been told that I'm intimidating. I don't think I'm intimidating. <laughs> I, I don't know. When I first met you, I wasn't intimidated. Mm-hmm. But as I saw some of the things you brought out after the first couple of times, the intimidation factor was there. Why is that, though? I, I mean, don't know. It's, I think you guys underestimated her. Absolutely. A, being a straighty, B, being an oldie. You know, having the elderlies and being a straighty in your environment, that's mm-hmm. your environment, mm-hmm. you know, for a lot of queens mm-hmm. and kings, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's kind of weird because it's always been her environment it's mm-hmm. just always been behind the scenes you oh, know yeah. when you're in the bdsm lifestyle it's regardless if they want to acknowledge that you're queer or not you're queer right it's yeah. not normal it's not the status flow so i think that whole what's grandma gonna do right you know and then, and then she and, comes out and shocks you and especially when she did like the first Monday Night Madness that I was there with her. And Oscar it the Grouch at the finale. Right. I was not ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> I and still it, love that. Yeah. And it and was that, great. And she had so many good concepts, but then she always. had some that didn't, you know, whether it was costuming or whatever. But I mean. Yeah, I'm just like everybody else. I mean, I'm, you've got ideas that land. And then mm-hmm. some and that are great. And, great. Yeah. And, but you don't know. Until you put it out on the stage, whether or not it's going to work. I loved your ghoul school. Under this the bed. past ghoul school that you did. The, yeah, um, the Uncle, Sam. Uncle Sam Terminator. And, uh, but what's wild is the whole time she's telling me the concept, I'm like, okay, is right. that what you want to do? All right, whatever you want to do, whatever I can do to help you, I've just whatever. Yeah. And then to see it executed, I was just like, wow, all right, I, all right, you know, that's awesome. So I think that Braddy just has like a thousand ideas. Colin, for those listening, mm-hmm. Colin has so many ideas. And that's the thing. Just keep throwing stuff at the wall right. and see what sticks. So we're mainly going to talk about our season, mm-hmm. season mm-hmm. three. So registration, we're yes. all there. Who are you? Who is your top three without even, you know, like just seeing people mm-hmm. register? So from the costuming mm-hmm. alone, yes. there were five standouts for me. Uh, oh, OK, I can't say that. There were six. It was Colin in the uh, Southern Preacher. Thank co- you. Uh, suit. You got it. Because it was so out of the box. And mm-hmm. I just I loved it. Uh, Quiche in the Carmen Miranda hat. Mm-hmm. Um, Therapy Dupree as the whole Barbie meme mm-hmm. uh, with the inflatable pool floaty thing. Um, TPA as Tomb Raider, Laura mm-hmm. Croft. Yes. yes. James Carlisle. I, I know some people are polarized by James, but 
I liked, I really did appreciate uh, the um, gender bending. Yes. Of it. And then I always love Pram. Pram is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she did that whole tiger lily. Uh, the Birds bird of paradise. Of paradise. Yes. That's what it was. Yeah. Birds of paradise look. I love that. Yeah. And uh, I really appreciate when people do something that's out of the box and unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's I would, I would say that was, I'd say that was probably my top five too. Mm-hmm. There. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that works. <laughs> this is a this is a, a throw shade time for me. Yeah. This is I'm just listening to the behind the so scenes. I have to say, um, Dixon's from like Dixon, Dixon being the one that has done all three seasons, and for him to come back in that, uh, it was pretty close to his season two look. Was it? I think oh, at least well. I'd have to go back and look at the promos, but I well, felt like it gave the same vibe. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. But it was know. executed, though. It was. Mm-hmm. Dixon's makeup is always on point. Always. Yeah. You cannot tell them otherwise. Yeah. yeah. I just see youth with Dixon. I think they have a lot of room to grow. Mm-hmm. And I think they get comfortable in a certain, you know. I think that can in be a certain a lane. People, yeah. yeah. It's with all of us. It's any artistic thing. And I think that is the only thing that hinders them. Dixon Normus was the first drag king that I ever met in person. Mm-hmm. And I first saw them at Glow Sky in 2019 up in Sevierville. Yes. They were uh, performing in a Halloween themed show, like a competition, mm-hmm. and were uh, Beetlejuice. And they did the, the Beetlejuice number a handful of times and got to be very well known for it. And then have, I think they've since retired it for the most part. Mm-hmm. We'll bring it out once, mm-hmm. once in a blue moon. But it's one of my favorite numbers that they do. This yeah. year is a big time. Beetlejuice is really hot again. Mm-hmm. Because you know? of the movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Halloween. Mm-hmm. And so is Jack Skellington, for whatever reason, for mm-hmm. Nightmare Before Christmas. That's what they've just decided. I honestly think that's how a lot of drag comes out, especially yeah. in Kings, mm-hmm. is Halloween time. Oh, I mean, Rocky Horror, I would like to think, is probably the birthplace mm-hmm. for a lot of that. They come to Rocky Horror, they see that, oh, I can... I can do this Mm -hmm. and then come out and have a great Halloween number. I do do. think that I owe an honorable mention to witchcrafted though, because I've seen witchcrafted perform a Jack Skellington number Mm -hmm. and it really caught me off guard. Uh, I think it was for knockout and it was really well done. And his look for drag survivor, the photo shoot, the marooning, was really out of the box. Nobody else was doing anything it's quite like that. It's very apocalyptic. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, just took it in a different direction of mm-hmm. survival. So, I think it was really clever and very on brand for him. Yes. I think they definitely get triple A pluses for mm-hmm. theatrics. Absolutely. I think they're the most theatrical in that group and on their tribe as well so probably so yes you know i think that they um i hope they don't i would like to see them branch out from being witchcrafted and see them you know explore some different looks too with different makeup and things as well oh they have Oh, just okay. wait till the end, towards the end of the season. You'll you'll okay. see what I'm talking about. Okay, cool. Yeah, 
All right. So registration, those people stood out to you. Did you have a winner in mind when you were? I had a top three. I was convinced that the top three were going to be in my mind. Absolutely. Yeah. Your opinion. At the time, I thought TPA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The because Platinum I've Angel. seen them perform many, many times before. And just some of the weird shit that they have done. And some of it I have on, on film. So it's, you know, it's it. they stood out for me. Um, I wanted in my heart of hearts for the quiche to be in the final three. Mm-hmm. I did not think they were going to get there because I thought they were going to get voted out because they would be seen as a threat. And, you know, I don't want to give too many spoilers right now. Uh, the third one, I I was back and forth, I think, between therapy, James, mm-hmm. and Colin. Because I couldn't decide who was going to be the strongest out of the three. James, I've seen win competitions. I've seen, um, and that's a whole nother conversation. And I've seen do exceptionally well. Like, they earned that spot. Mm-hmm. I've seen Colin do the same thing. They've they've been in the Monday Night Madness finale and brought tears to people's eyes. And then therapy came out just looking like a straight up Barbie doll, mm-hmm. like a Barbie mm-hmm. fever dream. And I've seen her perform. I've seen her voguing ish. And um, her Steve Harvey. When she walked in as Steve Harvey. Harvey so I lost fantastic. my mind. The whole time. Yes. I yes. loved it. Um, During the confessionals, too, in character the whole absolutely, time. Absolutely, yes. It, it was, she was even told, you can't do your confessionals as Steve Harvey. And what did she do? She did them <laughs> as Steve Harvey. And I appreciate that. That's commitment. Colin did the same She's thing. With the character of Colin, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Keish did the same thing. Mm-hmm. And they're engaging confessionals. Well, I thought that's what you wanted. You know, it. it yeah, to I think point. there towards the end, I started getting yeah. personal. Mm-hmm. But you have to show the vulnerability, as they say on Drag Race. Because mm. uh, yeah. we not only do we want the character of Colin and Keish. But you want to know what's going on with Jennifer. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We want to know, you know, how, is there struggle in your personal life that is playing into it? Did you get thrown out of your house um, in the last week? Did you, Are you living out of your car? I mean, I don't want that for anyone. But... If that's but it makes for good YouTube. Yeah. It does, but it yeah. also helps tell us tell the story of you as the entertainer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It may never make it to the show, but it it's good for us to know, like if you're having a struggle, is there something that production can do within the rules of what we can do to help you? I mean, it's it's a pretty loose, um, hands off kind of situation. Um, we can't give you information that's gonna help you advance over someone else of mm-hmm. course uh, but at the same time if there's something that you need that's the community itself yeah, may yeah. be able to help we, we can point you to uh you know resources or something mm-hmm. or if we can help you coordinate with someone else on your tribe or something like that that's, that's a great, great. Thing. yeah yeah i don't think any of that actually happened because nobody really needed it this year or i don't think anyone's needed it in the last couple of years but if someone did i would like to think that we would do that right that's awesome. I think James is very energetic performer. Mm-hmm. I have a weird. Um, James is adorable. Yes, they are. And because of, you know, 
Johnny Deep being mm-hmm. my real introduction to kingdom, mm-hmm. really. Even though I've seen other kings, uh, for me, it just feels like, hmm, is that an imitation of Johnny? And I know it isn't, but right. in my brain, that's where it goes. Yeah. Because, like I said, that's where I was introduced. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, no matter what, you're you're going to compare everything to that. So, well, I see a lot of kings <clears throat> emulate Johnny because yeah. they're such a strong performer, and, and they're successful. Yeah, anyway, yes, and everybody wants to be Johnny Deep. I know I do. I I want to. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So you do see a lot of that. It. Around yeah, this here. isn't a that's yeah. not a slight to no, no. to James. It I, it's my own brain that makes me not enjoy things to the fullest. I think sometimes because I'm Comparing like, oh, they did it. The yeah, okay. they did it. You know, yeah, seen that. And then there's only so much you can do. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what was your favorite week from this season? Oh, I really enjoyed Puppet Week. That was Puppet Week is was new this year, and that was one of my favorites because I, I love the Muppets, I love Fraggle Rock, I love everything like that. Um, Horror Week I always look forward to every year, and the Music Challenge. The Music Challenge this year was better overall than in the last two years. This season in general was better overall than well, the yeah, last two years. It is. I yeah, mean, obviously yeah. because we had Colin. Yes, but of course. Every team put out something interesting, but it's that's the way it's just gonna go. I hope you know so. what I mean? Like it next should. year is gonna be even better. You know, you're continually working out the kinks mm-hmm. um, of production. So, third year of everything seems to be a magic. There's mm-hmm. some magic in that as well. Just not movies. <laughs> True. Well, there you go. There are a play again. It's like when I see new kings, or they could even be old kings, but mm-hmm. because I saw one first, right. it's like, ah, whatever. <laughs> it's know? funny. A lot of the kings that have been in Drag Survivor have been some of my favorite entertainers mm-hmm. after the show. Um, Nick Flair from yes. season one. Yes. Sean Dick out of season two. Dick's enormous from all three seasons. Yes. Um, I had never heard of Johnny Deep before season two, and one of my favorite people to work with. Um, right, James and Dixon Carlisle, did it of first, really, yeah. out of any of the kings around here. I think I, I think would say Sean and Nick Flair might have been started before Dixon, but I think all around the same time. Okay, yeah, that makes. I sense. was just most exposed to Dixon because they were doing Monday Night Madness a mm-hmm. lot, both as Dixon and as Bell Bottoms. Oh, how fun! And I love when Dixon does Bell Bottoms. I do too. So much fun. Nice. I do too. I love stupid drag in general. So when people come out dressed like Miss Pac Man or um, dressed as Beetlejuice or uh, the Saturday Night Live skit, uh, sketch that Dixon does, so much fun. Yeah, that's awesome. I think Dixon's, you know, has a lot of room to just keep getting better and better and mm-hmm. better. I mean, not that they're not. They're amazing. Oh yeah. First of all, but I think because they're younger, mm-hmm. they're you know, it's I, all up uh downhill from here is it's all going to get better. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like there's they're just going to be 
uh, you know, completely undeniable. And I think mm-hmm. it's hard for them sometimes because uh, in your hometown, people don't always realize how yeah. really good you are until they see you out somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Braddy's riding a high right now. Mm-hmm. And eventually she'll be the old hat. People will be <laughs> like, yeah, okay, yeah, it's Colin, you know. And she's going to be like, watch, bet. She's now bet. I've just challenged her for another few years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you do, it's, you know, Dixon has a lot of talent. So, Well, when I open my bar next year, I do plan on taking a sabbatical and just come out, you know, whenever, whenever you I want. Yeah, whenever I want because to. Because you'll have that right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I do have a question for you. So as mm-hmm. the current reigning drag survivor champion, what platform are you going to try to work towards? I know that's not a requirement of being a winner. Oh, that's a good question. But how are you going to parlay this, this winning title into something for the community? Wow. Yeah, that was I was asked that during your, the... Mm-hmm. That during, was one of the final drag Yeah, it was questions. one of the final questions. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I was low-key offended. I was, because I volunteer with Knox Pride. Mm-hmm. I have since they've first open yeah mm-hmm. um in the kink community of the Pride center not of pride but anyway go yeah. <laughs> um in the kink community i have always been the, mm-hmm. the one that sets up things sets up munches uh sets up community spaces so I guess the answer to your question is I'm going to keep continuing doing what I do and that's creating a safe space for people to come together and create art. And I hope that that's what I can do when I open up my bar mm-hmm. next year and it will be more tailored towards women. Okay. And giving women, queer women, a safe sp- space to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not have to worry about things so much. Um, I know I can say not that, so that much there better. can't be predatory women because there are. However, right. usually in that space, you don't have to worry. They usually boundaries are respected, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes I mean, like. There's and a lot honestly, of women can, that are asexual who don't who just want to exist and not be hit on. Yeah, that right. want to have a drink and dance and do whatever and not have everything be completely sexual. Then there are people who do want to have that. And I think that um, you know, as far as a community space, though, I mean, Braddy isn't really tooting her own horn enough, but she's very about feeding people. Mm-hmm about clothing people, about um, taking care of people, about helping find resources if they don't have resources, giving up her own resources. You know, I mean, you she are too. does a lot. She, you do too. She does a lot. Yeah, I don't, I'm and we not do trying to together. defend a title. <laughs> and nobody <laughs> needs to know. I don't care if anybody knows what I'm doing. I'm mm-hmm. just, I am tooting your horn because of the fact, yes, you have a title. Mm-hmm. The thing is, even if you did nothing out of your ordinary, you already help more than probably 90% of the queers in the queer oh, community. Oh, you're definitely doing more than I am. I need to step <laughs> my game up. 
You know, and that isn't meant to shame anyone no. or anything like that. But it's, I have. It's where you, she is yeah. in her life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know? I couldn't do this 20 years ago working two jobs, taking care of four kids. I right. could not no. do that. Actually, you were probably getting help at that time. Yes. If you, you know, or assistance or whatever you needed. This is why you turn around and pay it back when but you can. Since my husband dominant daddy has given me the freedom to stay at home not have to work because he's doing it for the both of us Mm -hmm. I can allot my time to these things and be able to do those yeah and sometimes it isn't the monetary it's the time donation right like there's a lot in time and a big commodity with that and you know there's actually is funny when you said you got your start in karaoke because Knox Pride on Wednesdays, mm-hmm. she has started Braddy's Cathartic Karaoke, and then they live stream show, and then which they is moving to Thursdays now. So you're gonna have to come on Thursdays and hang out with us. And, and they combined drag with it. They combined yeah. an introduction to drag, you know, open mm-hmm. stage first timers like whatever with drag so drag and karaoke it makes sense Mm -hmm. so i know can you pause that for a minute yep do you have a seat i think we answered that question yeah and i appreciate that answer (laughs) i just want to bring community together i don't that that's one of my main complaints about drag right Uh, now is that it's always been kind of difficult hasn't it they just can't come together for the community. Too many big egos. And once they have their ego death and realize that none of this fucking matters, mm-hmm. then they'll start going into community. Will they? Will they? <laughs> well, you know, I have such a misandrous point of view. Ooh. Ooh, I that's just a see SAT a, word. Ooh. I see a lot of... Uh, Preach testosterone along with the egos whether why whether they you know and i think it makes it makes it difficult because their way is the right way Mm -hmm. regardless even if they're going the wrong another reason that i'm opening my directions just then it will be your way is the right way yes that's yeah yeah that's how (laughs) that's how it is that's your slogan. My way is the right way. Yes, correct. If you just do it this. If you would just listen the first time. Yeah. I hear that you had that uh, kind of feeling a lot on your team. Uh, yeah. That if you just listened to me the first time. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, I wasn't uh, part of the individual team chats, but mm-hmm. I would hear reports back from them. Oh, that's from wonderful. The people that were. I want to hear how the tattletales acted. <laughs> what the tattletales have to say. Um, I would check in with everyone from time to time. Uh, I tried to do it like the day before, mm-hmm. usually like the Saturday right before the filming and just kind of see what I was going to be walking into the next day. And sometimes it would be, oh yeah, things are great. And then I would talk to Lucid and Lucid would be like, oh, I love everyone. Cause Lucid does love everyone. Yeah. I, yes. And then I would hear from Keish and it would sound like the end of the world. <laughs> And I'd hear from Sasha and, and Ruby, and they would say, oh, we can't fucking stand this bitch. And I, just, <laughs> I didn't know what was really going on, mm-hmm. but I had my suspicions because I talked to, to uh, quite a few people during the week. 
and could kind of piece things together from context clues and from what was going on in the main chat. And this year I had a better idea of what was going on than any of the previous years. And I both loved it and hated it at the same time. (laughs) So, okay. Have you listened to all the episodes? So what was really going on? Between Tyra, Sasha, and Keish Lorraine. Well, it wasn't just the three of them, though. <laughs> okay. Okay. And Ruby. And Ruby. Well, I didn't realize it was all, that. It was the whole Eashado tribe. Yeah. Except for Eash- Judy. Judy, Judy yeah. Judy was not really having any of their shenanigans. Yes. To my understanding. Both of them were like, she just stayed quiet, which was smart. The it was. smart thing to do. Judy is so fucking talented. Yes. And I'm... I'm I'm really sad that she didn't go all the way to the end because she's another one that mm-hmm. I've seen. Yes, yeah, see, of times. she would have been in my top, and I didn't mention her because I'm terrible with names. But now that you said her name, she would have absolutely been in my top five. Exactly. It's, when you kind of look at her in the like the promo shots, she's cute. She's you know very Barbie hair in the promo shots, mm-hmm. and then you you kind of look at some of the other flashier ones and you overlook her. You don't see the talent until she's actually performing. Yes. And even now, I would forgot that she's such a great performer. Yeah, she's pretty wonderful. I will say this. I love Sasha and Tyra. I've mm-hmm. known them from Monday Night Madness since I started in 2019. Oh, I think they're delightful people, for real. I know this is the game. Mm-hmm. I'm. A, it's about the game. Well, it's not just this <laughs> game, bitch. This, this is... <laughs> <laughs> I love Sasha and Tyra outside of a competition setting. Okay. In a competition setting, I cannot stand them. <laughs> they're, they're they're both so extremely That's talented. Hilarious. I will, you know, say that to their face. And mm-hmm. if they ask me, I will say this no, to their face. No, I think too. it's fun. I think they get it. Surely it's, they get it. They in a, a competition setting, and I don't know which one is is worst about this, but in a competition setting, they are very overly competitive. And I, I can appreciate that because I do get competitive too. But I've seen times where it has been taken to an extreme. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it's going into bad sportsmanship. Gotcha. Or sports queenship, I guess. <laughs> um, Ruby, I think maybe didn't get quiche's personality like the the character of the quiche and i think that could be said for the whole team at first i think they caught on after a little while but i think from quiche's perspective quiche was just being herself she didn't want to play yeah they couldn't separate the person from the character right i feel like that yeah i think that's exactly what it was the character was saying outlandish insane things and then they took it like that was Randy. And, and that is not Randy. At all. Randy's at all. such a sweetheart. Like uh, replica sort of situation, you yes. know, where you have somebody yeah. so kind and then, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I get, I get it's what... It's a good thing that's not on video. Right. I, I can't work in face-to-face customer service. I will get fired. <laughs> I'll say that. So it is a good thing you don't have a webcam. Um Overall, I think the dynamic, I think there were two personalities or two sets of personalities that were going head to head. Keish wanted to inject some of what they do into the team. 
Yes. And wanted to bring ideas and experience to the team. And they had Sasha and Tyra, Sasha's partner, that were um, mostly Tyra giving a lot of ideas. Yes. But Tyra wasn't even in the game. Right. But there's no rule saying that you can't have outside help. So it was fair. But once it got to the point where that competitive spirit was kicking in again, I think it came, It got to uh, the area of bad sportsmanship again. And I know that Tyra, after the fact, has apologized for that behavior. I know that um, she's said that she's going to try very hard not to do it. And I appreciate that. Everyone needs a second chance or third chance. Or fourth chance. Um, I love you, Tyra. I really do. Please don't take this as shade. I'm sorry. It's hilarious. But it's true. And she's very talented. She does things for the community. She hosts uh, the shows out at the Burden Book. Yes. And they they usually have some kind of, uh, um, not a sponsor, but like a a person or an organization that they're helping to raise some funds for. Yes. So I really do appreciate that. And she's, uh, as we saw in the last school school where she won she's a super creative person she made an entire tank out of cardboard boxes and came out as tank girl with missile tits yeah it was so beautiful i loved it she she has the talent she has the the personality i think if she can overcome the the um competitive spirit and just keep it you know competitive mm-hmm. but rein it in a little bit she would be just a powerhouse she's already a or powerhouse or play the even, game I would love to see her play the Be game. on the game. I would love to like, see that. Like, use your ideas and promote Tyra Von Shade instead of, I mean, I get it. And Sasha could be on there. You know, I mm-hmm. think if they do Amazing Drag Race, that should be the team right there. I would love to see right them there. partner up on, on a couple's competition like that. You and you know? Keish, Tyra and Sasha. Yeah, and it would be an amazing I thing. would like to see maybe Eva and Replica. How fun. Mm. Yeah. Um, that would be or fun. Dixon and Replica because it's mm-hmm. polar opposites there. Um, Put that idea. We're putting that in the ether for yeah. some time in oh, between the two, before. two uh, competitions in between Drag Survivor and something else. Do that. I think Aurora so kind of she was playing into that that whole side. I don't want to mm-hmm. overlook anyone on that team mm-hmm. because they were all they all had a different point of view they could have been so strong if they had been able to get it together oh, yeah i mean like it's crazy to see to watch the talent that was on that team just mm-hmm. implode because of the they literally could not get it together if they could have gotten organized and gotten everything together oh, they would have won everything utilize the resources in tyra and you know everything that they all had together they could have been the team to stop you know why they didn't though they didn't have a mama that's true it's true they didn't have a mama i mean tyra is mama but they didn't want to listen to her because she wasn't on the team right Right. she wasn't playing the game so they didn't have a mama to kind of just kind of corral everybody together Mm -hmm. and go okay what's it going to take to win yeah this i mean honestly that's how Coruscant won so much mm-hmm. is oh, Braddy would be like hey is it Colin okay fine you don't like my idea that's great but is this gonna win is and that what we're gonna have do that 
not not necessarily someone in charge, but someone to organize your yeah. team. Yeah, and, it, and they to might not, not be, be so shots, married but... to their idea that mm-hmm. they can't say, "Okay, cool, let's do this." Right? How are we going to do it? That's the other thing, y'all. I mean, their ideas you mm-hmm. can throw them out and pick them up later. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. You're not married to any of this. So right. You know, learn to learn to adapt. The biggest obstacle for Corset was the puppet challenge, really, in my opinion. Okay, uh, just because we couldn't get it together of what we wanted to do. My initial, you had to teach something, right? right. So my initial idea was, okay, we're going to teach how to read. <laughs> I love and that. Not even not how to read, but also how to read mm. and. I don't know why that didn't fly. I thought it was I thought it was a great idea. It's a great idea. Um like when Jules did the roast in season yes, 1. Yeah. It was an amazing idea. Yeah. Um but when that didn't fly, we were all just kind of scrounging of like what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And it was not finalized until the very very end of the week I believe of it. what we were going to do. It's because yeah. you didn't have the quiche there to help with the puppets. If quiche was, doing, quiche was doing their own puppets. I know. Yeah. And that's why they were able to stay in it a little I, longer. I don't think that they actually had to make puppets. I think Quiche already had. No, he already and, had. And yeah. He already had the puppet one. Yeah. So all they had to do was but he just could have whipped their one up. Yes. Absolutely. Very easily. Yes. Yeah, I'm talking to Keisha about doing um, something for one of my numbers, actually. Could have been anything. Because yes. I want to bring something back from Knockout that I absolutely love with the new costume and puppets that actually work. I tell Keisha, we're bringing him into the 21st century mm-hmm. and <laughs> we're going to do some things that I'm yes, excited. they can make, still have make their the signature. Yes. But yes, because there's so much Keish could do. So much. Oh my gosh. There's so much Keish already does. Correct. It's, I'm just saying like where people <clears throat> performance wise oh yeah. them as a human being, yes. I've I've only talked to them less than 2 hours mm-hmm. and they're already, you know, I'm very intrigued. But as mama, you can't you know this as mama. You can't be like dictator, mama. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to let the have to. Yeah, you got to let the birdies spread their wings and fly and make their own mistakes and see that, okay, maybe that wasn't the right thing to do. Now, I had heard, I do not know this for a fact, but I had heard on the Kudakris tribe that it was kind of that way. It was, uh, these are, we're going to do my ideas. This is the way it's going to go. Boom, 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 boom. And that may have been to their detriment. I don't know. I got the impression that while they had someone that was running point, kind of like you were, that everyone was tossing in ideas and then the idea, like the ideas were selected. I could be wrong on this. Oh, I I could be totally wrong because I had just, I just heard from just one person okay. that it's it possible. was, it was this way. And James is going to be on our show. I can't wait. After they get back from Japan. I'm so, so yes. Um, they left today. So we're going to actually talk to them about that. Mm-hmm. I yes. can't wait to hear that one. Because they had a lot of, of, they had some trouble on their tribe, but not like um, Iashado mm-hmm. did. Their troubles were more of scheduling, I believe, um, and staying on schedule. Um, 
I think that people don't realize, you don't realize this because you're just watching it on YouTube, but every team had someone from out of town on it. Yeah, that's another thing. Creating the logistics for rehearsal, Mm -hmm. uh, because normally you would just have rehearsal on that Sunday before. The thing is, they're all young people, though. I mean, most everybody that was on the tribe were young Mm -hmm. on the other tribes. So through the pandemic, they could have got a lot done through Zoom. You know, I know I'm sitting here armchair quarterbacking again, and it isn't the same as being all in the same place. But if they had made the time, they could have at least and we don't know discussed that they did on Zoom, that and that's the thing did we do not know some yeah. of the time. And yeah. corset, that's what we did. Yeah, is yeah. we were on the phone every night with each other, mm-hmm. videoing. Yeah, sure, but we don't know that. They didn't uh, do the Creed same thing. Didn't do it. Right. Correct. Yeah. yeah, we don't because, know. I mean, Ruby but was coming out of better. City and uh, witchcrafted, and Lucy yeah. was coming from Cookville area. Yes, Warren's which is a long. Cookville yeah. is a long way it away is. too to do. You know, absolutely. I mean, it's it's over. It's what three hours? No, no it's not it's that. Two, two and a half. Yeah. But then you have the time change One and too, a half, two. and that yeah. just that yeah, just so, screws well, everything up. Correct. That you got the time changed. And so it's different when you go back, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. It's less time going back, but it's more time getting here yeah. or whatever. You have to plan ahead. And mm-hmm. I actually liked that because there wasn't one tribe that was just completely from here that would probably have right. the advantage of mm-hmm. being able to rehearse every night during the week. Yeah, because that's there is a lot to say for being able to Plus, rehearse live people have jobs mm-hmm. <laughs> they have things they have to take care of i mean it's just it's really hard mentally when you've got to coordinate something and you just have a week to do it mm-hmm. Plus i have you a hard time trying it. to adult in general so <laughs> yeah it's a lot and everybody that uh even competed should be praised oh, yeah. absolutely seriously yeah. Papergate. We have to talk about Papergate. We have to. <laughs> we haven't okay. beat it enough. Papergate. Um, so Papergate was a shock uh, initially because I knew what, in general, it was. the papers were for. When I was setting up the table for registration, I had uh, stones that had been hand-painted for each of the tribes, like a different color stone for each tribe. And I was not told that we weren't doing three teams. I I thought we were doing three teams as had been discussed, and I thought that was public knowledge. So I put all three colored stones out, and Morphine comes runs up to me and says, "Put away those stones! Put away those stones!" So I had to put some of them back before people saw them. And then as paper as people were coming up and and with the papers, I saw it unfold in real time, and I thought, wait. Maybe she just thought she had one and didn't. I didn't realize that a paper had actually been stolen, quote unquote. Um, I'm thinking about how I want to word this because I don't want to be inflammatory. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was fucking shady. To take yeah, already, it was wrong. I mean, I mean, I've already, already talked about it. Oh, no. yeah, yeah. It, was it, it was just yeah. wrong. I believe TPA knew what she was doing. I believe that she took it out of the bag on purpose. Um, I don't believe she meant any malice in it. I 
you know, but at the same time, it's that pretty privilege. I yeah. can get away with anything because I am gorgeous and I, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. And that's how I live my life. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I don't believe I'd, I'd have to look at the um, the contract, but I don't believe there was anything in there at the time about taking things that don't belong to you. So I'm, you I'm sure that'll think be in as there. adults that you wouldn't would, have to. That would just be a thing you would know better than to go into someone's personal right. property to look and for something. Again, I say this with all the love in my heart. I love you, uh, Platinum. And I, I don't think you were trying to do anything wrong, but at the same time, shady. Do you think therapy was in on it? That's some of the, that's a little, from what I understand. That is a big question. That is what a lot of people have. I'm going to say having to know therapy. I'm going to say no. I wouldn't like to say no, but they're all from Chattanooga or well, they're all, they're both from the Chattanooga area and they both work in the same circles so maybe there's a little more familiarity where it wouldn't be as bad like Mm -hmm. you know like possibly i wouldn't do it without asking but if i went into braddy's purse i would probably be forgiven a little bit quicker than a stranger you you know what i'm saying so so you could pick out Braddy's purse. That's just by looking the at thing. It, right? Probably. Maybe. I don't know. We change yeah. it up a lot. But yeah, True. probably. <laughs> but you know her, her Right. You would yeah. know that it was hers. So that makes sense yeah. there with the You've two seen some being of her familiar. things before yeah. that were in the purse. So yeah. I would think like, that that would also be a factor. Like Maybe mentally where they were coming from. Because I don't want them to be a total ass hat and be a thief in general like i don't want them to think that that's cool for anybody that's there but it does make me wonder if there was a little sense of entitlement to therapies things since they were in the same i don't know you know i don't want to make tpa out to be a villain because i definitely don't think she is but at the same time i think that she she knew that 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 bag was not just a bag as it was said somewhere right i believe it was in the the confessional that she gave that it was just a bag mm-hmm. um i i don't believe that part right but i was not there i did not see mm-hmm. the layout um so i can't comment on that part yeah but do i believe that she did it on that she knew what she was doing yes did she do it on purpose also yes i just i think everybody had a little bit of villainous behavior in this there's maybe one or two that i can there probably say mm, that's like how the whole pram. game is played, i can't though, imagine pram it? having right any kind of pram and lucid and to that same degree, maybe warren Judy. as well i can't warren. see yeah I, warren being like a new well pram too the, them both being new and i just don't see that from them but they haven't been jaded yeah. They're not jaded like a lot of us are. That makes sense. I, I mean, coming from a customer, customer service perspective, where I see and hear people trying to pull the craziest shit all the time, I didn't buy it. Mm-hmm. Mm, oh, so you had the... Uh, you had the ability, the better ability to read people just based on your experience, your, your experience at work 
Maybe. Like, can I, you I think spot a lie a, when I you can, see a lie? I'm more conditioned yeah. to expect a lie than to oh. sniff a lie. Oh, okay. Because I get lied to every day, all day. Well, I didn't know it was in the contract. Well, you signed it three years ago. <laughs> Read. Read. That's all we ask. Yes. Um, what was the next gate? Oh, uh, confetti. Chair gate? Chair gate? Oh, confetti gate, yeah. Confetti Which gate. was chair gate? When they threw the chair? Yeah. That was later. They aggressively was... placed the chair. Bullshit. Was... <laughs> I was up that balcony. <laughs> that bitch threw that chair. Who threw the chair? It was Vanity Love. Yeah. Well, I mean, they it did was it. cut out. It, it... I have the video still on Google Drive. You cannot see the chair, but you sure as hell hear it. But I couldn't hear from the video. A lot of what was being said was being muffled by... Mm -hmm the crowd's audio yeah um so a lot of that was cut yeah out. and you're just filming on your phone right there so it's picking up everything yeah. within that i could see mm -hmm. where it's inaudible and you can't you can't use it i mean the speakers and the microphone are really good mm -hmm. but at the same time they're not you know dolby surround sound good. right <laughs> right um confetti confetti gates now, we have talked to the yes. people yes. behind Confetti Gate. <laughs> Sasha was so cute. Because each yeah. time I'd be like, well, maybe that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> maybe that. <laughs> Coming from, from not reading the packet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally. Coming from someone that has competed with Confetti in Monday Night Madness. Um, and I know that's exactly where they got the Confetti Popper from is from when she did a, um, a another show. I think it was in Knockout, the same one I was in. She did the color green, and I did the color green. Mm. And she used a confetti popper. Uh, she had an extra, and they thought, well, this is going to go well with it. We'll just use it. And I think they legitimately had read the packet and, like, skimmed over that section and forgot. I don't think that they did it. No, I don't malice. think there was any kind of malicious behavior. No. Oh, yeah. No, not that. at all. And I think I, they and just it was, literally were like, it definitely went over. with. Oh, it the, was, yeah. The rock, yeah, situation. I thought that number is as much shit as I give Sasha all the time. I love when she does well. Mm -hmm. I really do. I want mm -hmm. to see people do well and put on a good show. Mm -hmm. And they absolutely crushed that number. But rules are rules. And I believe the rules should be applied to everyone equally. Mm -hmm. um, rules are rules. And they were deducted. There were a couple other times where rules were rules and points should have been deducted and I don't know if they were um, one of the things in the packet is you cannot use live fire on stage and there was live fire a small one very tiny one used on stage uh, later in the season and I don't know if it was caught or not I'm wow. trying to remember now I gotta know who I used mean, live fire you'll, you just have to wait and see <laughs> I, I don't want to spoil that one a true we'll tell us later yeah because i honestly i honestly don't it. remember and i was sitting here thinking was it me no, no somebody was not a lighter or something and that would still mm -hmm. be the rule yeah I, I think it was a candle ah okay yeah but still yeah that would that would do it yeah still alive and it's, it's not like i thought anything would happen with it but the the insurance issue and yeah. the hazard of just a lighter 
on the stage. Mm-hmm. If the curtains caught on fire, if if someone's hair caught on fire right. and it spread, that could be a disaster. The confetti, I feel like, is should not be such a big issue, but it's, it's the, the pop. cleanup. Oh, oh the, the clean pop as yeah. well. It is it's the, yeah, pop the pop because of... I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't realize I didn't, that when either. When I used one, I, that was one of the feedbacks I got from the, a judge at Monday Night Madness was you should have warned us about the the confetti popper. I didn't think about that, and I regret and, that. And that all comes from, you remember, Pulse? and Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. if you've got to worry about being gunned down at any time oh, that you're Lord, yes. trying yeah. to perform, then I could genuinely see that. And I have PTSD, PTSD from gunshots, so I'm... Yeah. yeah, I yeah. I get it. In retrospect, yes, I, I definitely understand it. At the time, I had no idea. So you could use deal. confetti, but not a confetti gun. It strictly says confetti. Mm-hmm. It does not say glitter. Oh. Okay. At least it does not as of the, this moment. See, I would think it was the cleanup as well, mm-hmm. like trying to clean up in between, like how much that would cause... I yeah for I for the judges and for them to take care of things because also another hazard would be if you were to come out there and you know slip did, on did you confetti. get to see uh, the judges did you get to see the scores during production was there anybody that yes. or anything that you didn't agree with I uh, well that's a great question I got to see like the master scores. Mm-hmm. And I could see kind of the trends. Um, for the most part, I didn't see individual judge score sheets. Um, I think those were all given out to the survivors mm-hmm. each week for the most part, or at least digitally, um, so that they could see their feedback. But I only got to see like the some like some of the highlights and then the like the master sheet or master scores going uh, into each week. Um, so I like I knew that for the first three weeks, the highest scoring person out of everyone, I believe, was Keish Lorraine. Uh, after that Keish, tracks. yeah, after Keish was um, eliminated, the highest scoring person was Judy. Mm-hmm. After that, I believe it was you for the rest of the season. That's what I was told. Which was there anything with the judges that you didn't agree with? Not taking off points for uh, having fire on stage and well, I don't know if that was taken like that. Into, into account. <laughs> um, or I, you know, maybe um, maybe somebody was scored really low and you thought that they were yeah that like they deserved that was better. A biased situation. I don't remember, to be honest. Um, there was nothing that that really stood out to me as an, an issue, just because everyone scores differently. I would have played favorites personally uh just from watching if i were in the judge's seat i would have to be more analytical i think mm-hmm. but just watching i thought that i i think that the judges got it right most of the time i think i do believe that the week that judy won for her team, I liked Keisha's performance better, mm-hmm. and I love both of them. Mm-hmm. Like, I if Keisha weren't wasn't in the top, I would want Judy in the top. But I thought Keisha's was better that week for the puppet challenge. Mm-hmm. 
Although Judy and the Goods, let's face it, was adorable. It was very, very cute. And uh, Judy's introduction number, also freaking adorable. Yes. Well, that's probably right there. Some of the points Mm -hmm. where it scored so high. And do you even know what the judges' criteria was? Because usually when you judge a thing, they have criteria on what they should judge. it's actually in the packet. So... There you go. Well, that might be a lot of oh, we're talking about scoring at, part or yeah, what like, it takes to be a judge. No, there's there's scoring criteria. Yes. Just yeah, like it, it when is you, in the packet. You know, yeah. I've had to judge beauty pageants before, and there's you know so much more to it than just how do you like how this person looks. Yes. Like there's things exactly like everything from are they chewing gum <laughs> on the just crazy things. So for the um, the puppet runway specifically. The uh, judging criteria was zero points. Runway is not cohesive or puppet is not present. Ten points. Runway is not put together well. Puppet is lacking in quality. Twenty points. And these are just a guideline. Deduction. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. For deduction. Oh, no. These are like the levels of if it if it meets this qualification, it should be at least 20 points. Okay. Uh, that they get. All right. For 20 points, runway is well put together and the puppet character flows well with the contestant. And for to get all 30 points, because that particular runway was worth 30 points, the runway is over the top in presentation and creativity. And I think that's probably where Judy edged Keisha out in that she was more um, entertaining. Yes. But I feel like Keisha's presentation runway was more runway mm-hmm. than Judy's, where Keisha read the packet and because it, it talked about a look and... Um, a character kind of thing and presenting the puppet that goes along with it. Judy did that as well, but not so much as a uh, runway, but as a theme and almost like it it could be turned into an actual number. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Whereas Keisha's was more of following the idea of what a runway would be. So that's why I think Keisha fit the brief better than Judy. But I I think Judy probably it. At least in my mind, probably that's where she got the, the extra points to win out over Quiche. Mm-hmm. On the production team, how does that go for y'all? Do y'all meet every, you know, week beforehand? and Or is it just kind of in a chat? Is there any kind of organization with, amongst the production team? Or is it all morphing? Um, it's mostly morphing. Uh, there is a chat which you are now a part of. It's the drag drag survivor family. Yeah, chat. don't think I didn't go and read everything. Every, oh, I'm everything. Sure. And you were probably just sitting there with your tea sipping because it's good shit. Good. Reading. It is good stuff. So and so it's you saw stuff. a lot of what I saw uh, as far yeah. as the points. Yeah. So um, so th- I think it it was pretty accurate. None of it was surprising though. No. Well, I'm a little surprised at lucid scores i thought that would have been a little bit higher based off creativity because lucid every week was so creative and the fact that they were creating those costumes for the most part that week Mm -hmm. for that theme really was inspiring the uh the puppet runway with the hats a lot of people give lucid shade about the violin and the bow not being puppets 
but I got the gist of they were marionettes. They were marionettes. Yeah, they were marionette yeah. puppets. They're not traditional marionettes, but I've seen marionette object puppets before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're not super common, but I've seen them. Yes. So I don't see why it would be an issue. You know what I would have done to remedy that? Put googly eyes on it. And there you go. <laughs> yeah. There yeah. you go. Sorry, there I didn't go. mean to clap. Yes. <laughs> No, that's, yeah, that's, that was it. But the hats, I just, I love the idea and I love the, the devil went down to Georgia. Mm-hmm. It's, it's from Murfreesboro having met Charlie Daniels and, you know, been to his ranch and everything. I, I appreciate that. That's always been one of my favorite country songs. So getting to see that in, in a female voice and with Lucid in that, that hat look and the fiddle, mm-hmm. it was the a skirt lot. made of hats. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. That was great. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, what was your favorite performance mm. of season three? I Season three is already a blur. So <laughs> I've forgotten so many of them. Yeah, but you're going back and you're watching it, though, right? I'm watching it as it's coming out again. Mm-hmm. So, so far, I have to say that my favorite group performance was the Iashado, um School of Rock. Mm-hmm. Now, School of Rock has been done back in season one by uh, the team that uh, Shariah Diamond was on. I've already forgotten the name. And it had the same general vibe, but it wasn't as polished. Um, it, they had Dixon Normus as the, as like the pervy, quote unquote, the pervy teacher. Mm-hmm. And um, they were just a bunch of like feral high school students um and i think that's now i think in the survivor packet that paint on stage like spray paint on stage is not a thing anymore because of that oh okay um (laughs) there was like an accident so um but yeah i think the eashado tribes group number for uh the rock band challenge one of the highlights of the season for me uh, just like the uh in the previous year the um group musical number where they did uh contura block tango Mm -hmm. that was my favorite from that season just because it was so well put together it was so polished and i know that they've gotten a lot of but it was the same thing it is but it isn't yeah it's the same general idea maybe because it was in chairs yeah that maybe it could have been i don't know it could have elevated or changed in some way to where it didn't look like that but i'm thinking it was the chairs thing that just made it look oh it was the same thing i'll give you that um had they done something just a little bit different um then it it could have been seen as an entirely Mm -hmm. new creation but because they were using those chairs yeah they're they're being compared to themselves last year themselves being sasha and tyra um (laughs) well yeah <laughs> see were, now if they tyra was the creative behind both of those numbers right it's, and she did an excellent job in helping them choreograph uh shade choreography is for hire of course for every season of drag survivor <laughs> <laughs> there are stickers available online in the uh, drag survivor shop um but yeah i think you're right on that very much so individual performance so far can you think of Uh, I want to go back. I want to go back to uh, the 
brand challenge, I think. I loved the horror stuff. I look forward to the horror ones every year. In fact, I had my first period during TPA's horror number. It was all over my boot. Um, <laughs> literally. And um, But the, in the brand challenge, the one I remember most is probably also the Platinum Angels. Uh, TPA, the Platinum Angel X TPA Toilet Paper Association number where she was selling branded toilet paper and they were just acting a fool and i appreciate stupidity on stage and it was it was stupid um your number with jocelyn fish was also excellent because it it gave me that that colin boutet preacher vibe Mm -hmm. and jocelyn as the the preacher's wife character was amazing and y'all were both over the top can we just take a moment? I know you haven't got to see it. I did. Did you get Jocelyn's to see the video? performance? Jocelyn's yes. performance at Pride. Oh my God, she was gorgeous. She Gorgeous, number one. I heard I the house. Teared she up brought the house down. Mm-hmm. When she yeah. come up to me and she goes, how do I look? And I was like, you look like a Barbie. Yes. You look like a fucking doll. I did she not see so that good. costume coming. I saw her walking around in this pink sequin dress. Mm-hmm. It was like a... Like a skater dress kind mm-hmm. of length. Mm-hmm. That was the reveal. No, that was just her walk around for the day. Ah. And then she went oh, back yeah. and she changed into this fully stoned dress. Fringed on the bottom. Fringed on the, yeah. 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 Like, and it wasn't just like little tiny rhinestones. It was like stones that you would see like an old white lady wearing on uh, just yes. costume jewelry ring. Mm-hmm. Like massive three inch stones. This beautiful pink organza mm-hmm. uh, yeah. cover up that just Absolutely. ruffled cover up. Mm-hmm. And a Barbie box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was that all she had about made. busting out of the box. And then yeah. starting off with Billie Eilish's What Was I Made For? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. That was like and going into song. Barbie, mm-hmm. and then just bringing. Um, well, the child was already on the stage once before. <laughs> oh my goodness, the <laughs> yeah. baby! But oh. then she come up and she started dancing with her, and I was just like, "This is this is, is that what, what pride set off is. the Pride Boys for life." Who, I don't know. Little girls was Proud Boys. Yes, their their adult. I don't know if it was a parent or grandparent mm-hmm. was sitting right there, but. Because there was anything. nothing wrong. No, nothing. There was it's nothing not sexual. like anybody was showing anything or being sexy. No, you know, sexual. Not. If you sexualize drag queens, that is you are you. the problem. You are literally the problem. The entire yeah. show, from from what I saw, was PG and G rated. Yes. Oh yeah. Because so. it was outdoors in the amphitheater for families. Mm-hmm. Performers understand. This for entertainment. Yeah. If you bring your baby into a bar in the evening. Well, first you couldn't. You need to. You need to. Well, there's a lot of places that eat and have, you know, breweries aren't known as bars, but they let the children in there. They sell alcohol. Correct. But they don't have the same rules for whatever reason. And, um, but if you bring your baby there and somebody is cursing during a comedy show, that is on you. That's true. Bringing your child there to an establishment after 7 p.m. Well, Pride is supposed to be for everyone, including children. Yes. It was. Yes. It was magical. Let's stop acting like gay couples don't have kids. Right. Yeah. It's so annoying. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I have one of my own now that I can brag about. Oh. Um, it was the one I wore at Pride. <laughs> 
I I'm a thrifty bitch. I just yes. love her so much. Yeah. She just she come up to me the week before and she goes, is there, "Is there anything I can do for you?" And I was like, "As a matter of fact, will you be my wife?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, as any good proposal goes, that was a good week for yeah, me. It was. I. Did oh. you win that challenge? I don't remember. I did not win that challenge because I think TPA won that challenge. The oh yeah, the sell your brand. I think she yeah. did. Um, I did win. Sibling runway though. The sib- oh, oh yeah, the sibling runway that Lucid did was genius. Like when it first came out, I was like, "What? what? I don't get it." And then as I saw it, it was like the same tuxedo. But each one had different parts of it. Mm-hmm. And I love that. It was high fashion. It was clever. Um, yours, I love what you did. I'm not a fan of the subject. I don't like Ricky Bobby. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but I love. Get out. Okay. <laughs> Bye. It's been nice meeting everyone. I'll see y'all later. But it's no, Will Ferrell in general it, because it, it I may said, be Will it Ferrell. I said, a, I said people, something earlier. I know that people don't like Will Ferrell about Walk Hard, and and <sighs> that's what I got right there. That side. <laughs> I want to like him so much because I think that some of the stuff he says is Will Ferrell was not in. Well, may he yeah. might have been, but he was not the main character. It was uh, Ricky Bobby was exactly Will Ferrell. I know that I'm oh, talking about you. Talking about walk hard. I'm talking about walk oh. hard. Uh, he was the brother. John correct. C. He, John C. Riley was John the main C. Riley character. Was yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, but he was also in Talladega Nights, yeah. which <laughs> is probably what they hate. I'm going to get so much hate for this, but <laughs> I'm going to give him another shot. He's in a movie coming up soon with uh, Ryan Reynolds, and they're like, I think they're playing brothers or something. Mm-hmm. Um. Did you I, not like him in Barbie either? I haven't seen Barbie. Oh, well, okay. I'm going right, to get then. shot for this. I have not seen the Barbie movie and I haven't seen Oppenheimer either. <sighs> well, I mean, you know, Oppenheimer's probably more my jam because I, I like a good historical movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love a good, you know, a decent horror movie. I, I'm a fan of sci fi and, and fantasy. Barbie's not really my jam. I gotcha. I mean, I, it's great it. for those that that love Barbie. I love that for you. I really do. But I mean, and I love me some Margot Robbie. I love. Um, That's okay. We'll watch Foundation together. Probably so. <laughs> uh, so I actually saw a trailer for um, a new movie coming out where it's this woman that has been brought back from the dead by a um, s- some kind of mad scientist, and part of the trailer there's like a chicken with a little pug dog head or bulldog head oh my gosh and that sounds it's, like it's gonna be amazing it's something that i saw in amc classics mm-hmm. or something like that it's in theaters or going to be in theaters so i'm gonna have to go see that i don't <laughs> remember what it's called but it's like i'm gonna have to go now chicken with, chicken a, dog with head. a pug head i I'm have sold. to see for sure yes but i'm a big marvel fan big star Trek, star mm-hmm. wars kind of fan mm-hmm. so I'm a, I, I want to see that. a sci-fi challenge in next year's uh, Drag Survivor. That would Agreed. Be fun. I was a big Agreed. fan of. I'm always a big fan of the horror. I was a big fan of the superhero, supervillain challenge. Mm-hmm. I heard that I get to create my own challenge. I hope so. Next year. Well, there you go. Create a sci-fi mm-hmm. challenge. I believe. I forget which one Johnny did. 
they did the inner saboteur. Oh yeah, and during Horror Week, I don't think a lot of people really got that one. I got it. You did get it. Mm-hmm. I had to change my concept about four times before I could finally figure out what I was doing, but I got it. All right, I have a really, really serious, serious question for you. Uh-oh. Okay, All right. How many times was your tripod knocked over during <laughs> Drag Survivor Season 3? Knocked over or even just assaulted? It just assaulted. <laughs> okay. Touched. I believe we clocked in at five, six counting <laughs> Will Be Feral in Monday Night Madness during the, the season. Yes. So, uh, because Will Ferrell, Will Be, Will Be Feral. I uh, was doing a number during Monday Night Madness and kind of slid off the stage into the tripod and knocked it all the way the fuck over. Oh, no. Like, I had to check to see if the camera was broken. That was Nothing a running broke. joke throughout all yeah. of Drag Survivor is who can knock down Fatari's tripod? It, it started with um, therapy. Uh, yeah. it, it got caught on her little cover-up coat. And knocked the whole thing over and broke the the part that held the phone. Oh, so that's no. why in the uh, marooning, the video is so shaky. Mm-hmm. Is I was holding it on and trying to keep it steady <laughs> while filming and moving. Oh man! And then I immediately went out like the next day and, and replaced the tripod. <laughs> to which Colin knocked it over with <laughs> the uh, the next week at week one with the microphone cable. Oh, yes. Um, someone else knocked it over in uh, filming in confessionals. Uh, there were two or three during the season. Again, yes. Colin with yes. the shoe. Yeah, during, I did it twice. Yeah, uh, Wizard of Weed. Yes. Which can we talk about uh, intent versus actual? Yeah. Um, let, yeah. Let's have a healthy debate about intent. So, looking at the the packet, I I actually went back and read the rules again after the um episode air that uh, where it was called into question of another podcast um i did go back and read the rules and there was nothing nothing in the rules saying you cannot reference illicit drugs mm-hmm. um but there there was specifically stuff in there you cannot uh you know cannot mimic promote the usage of yeah. Or, you know, so there was no usage on stage. There was just a lot of heavy references to it, which, let's be honest, it, it's weed. It's not like you're talking about Coke or crack or meth or heroin, <laughs> which we could have done the magical uh, world of heroin. No, 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 it's a whole nother show. <laughs> I uh, mean, it's East Tennessee. It would have been more like the, the magical world. And we did meth. get permission, too. I mean, I did ask as, beforehand. Yeah, as long you as know. you cleared it, that's the important thing. Yeah. Um, as far as if it should have been deducted, no. According to the packet, from what I read, the way I interpreted it, which does not matter. Uh, let me say that on record. What I interpret as being accurate does not matter it's what the judges and morphine mm-hmm. uh, determine is accurate <laughs> is the way the rules will be interpreted so i'm just i'm doing my best here but i had no problem with it i thought it was funny i think we got robbed to be honest that because i thought that ours was the most uh well thought out uh well executed um, I mean, I could be wrong, and I love I tooting my own. On one. I'm tooting my own horn. You are, and I think it's well deserved. But I think that in the brief, the way I interpreted it 
was it was supposed to be a, an original Yes, yeah, that would be, the, I have two things. One, it was not original, and two, it was, there was a lot to pack in there yeah, in there six was. minutes. and It was a big challenge and you, that y'all undertook. It was, but I, I wanted to give everybody their equal time mm-hmm. within the challenge. I didn't want, I didn't want one of us to just do a song and then, or one or two of us do a song and then nobody else right. does it. And I appreciate and, that. Whereas when poor Lucid though kind of got lost in the shuffle, they did. But Lucid's a—they're just a quiet person in they general. Are. They're not a big personality, and you have <laughs> to—they're not a big person in general. They're not. They're not even. They're sweet, and I love them so I do. I love much. Them so much. Um, but they're. But I'm sorry. You got therapy. You have As the pusher man, the tin man yeah, pusher man. You've got uh, platinum. Me, Dixon, we're all big personalities. If you don't get out there and say hi, I am Lucid Dreams. This is me. You're gonna you're get gonna get behind. lost yeah. here. You have and to take your moment in the spotlight and capitalize on a it. A couple of years from now, Lucid's is gonna be unstoppable. In fact, Lucid's been um, showing a great track record mm-hmm. at Ghoul School. The number that they did, what is it? Um, not It. The Thing? No. Yes, it was The Thing. Well, I, we're, I'm we're not it. familiar with that movie. Mm-hmm. I need. I still have not gotten back to go watch the movie. And I know it's one of Harry Scary's favorites. So I know it's got to be something good. Yeah. Um, but the, the whole... I, I, I wasn't sure what it was. Because I, I hadn't seen the movie. But... Cram as the, the special guest to bring Lucid on stage in the box. It had me thinking, what is going to happen next? Mm-hmm. So I thought the prosthetic that Lucid made from scratch was amazing. The fact that they have that much talent and everything that they have crafted throughout Drag Survivor season three just goes to show that they're going to be unstoppable. Yeah, yeah, they're just they're just baby right now. I think in general. A lot of the people that did well in Drag Survivor are people that have capitalized on their time. Uh, and as far as people that are going to see a lot of airtime, most frequently it's going to be the big personalities and people that n- could strike that balance between the social aspect and the drag aspect are the ones that did the best overall in the game mm-hmm. like got the furthest so you can have a great social game but if you don't have the drag back it up you're not going anywhere unless someone brings you along for the ride and if you have the great drag game but you don't have the social game you're going to be voted out as a threat mm-hmm. so you have to bridge that gap between the two in order to make it to the end and you did that very well I who uh, who else did that very well i thought That's a great question. Keish was not doing the social side yeah, of things. Yeah, Keish does not have the social game. But she came into the game stating that she was there for to do creative numbers and mm-hmm. to bring art to the stage. Yes. So she set the expectations from the get-go, what she wanted and how she was going to do it. And everybody else needed to get the fuck out of her way. Mm. 
Not in in those specific words, of course, because that is not ladylike. <laughs> That's why we're going to monetize on YouTube because right. she doesn't cuss, right? And uh, Keisha, I apologize for cussing, but um, <laughs> the Keisha does not approve. She does not. That is the most iconic photo out of the season. Is it is with Keisha with the sign and that look of disapproval that says the Keisha does not. And approve. if she makes stickers out of it, oh. she'll sell a ton of them. You know, I'm going to have to go home and talk to her about that now. I've been trying to get oh, we're, her to we're do... working on it. Okay. We're working on it. I was trying to talk We're working to together, doing... too, because I think that um, they can really monetize off of the Quiche Lorraine oh, character. I, I know she doesn't really have the goal of monetizing off of it, at least not currently. I think we got her, though, because... Good. You know, she deserves it. She's not getting any younger, no, like the rest of us, no. And obviously. you know, artists rarely have a good paying job. <laughs> you oh, know I what I'm saying? Pin. Yeah, I've I've started collecting little um, queer pins. I bought a couple over at uh, South Press. Yeah, they're adorable. Absolutely. If if she does a quiche pin, mm -hmm. any kind of branding right there, and that's my forte is the branding mm -hmm. part unstoppable yeah we can we can do just about anything and to do like a youtube channel where she just does things like quicheisms where she yeah. tells a s outlandish story oh that goodness. is not true at all you know <laughs> embellish the entire time um wait I, are you saying the quiche doesn't tell true stories i mean well, all these little baby queens have so much room to grow, and they're all so freaking talented right now. Mm -hmm. It's going to be very exciting to see what next year holds. It is, and it's going to be exciting to see who new Morphine tries to bring into Drag Survivor. Well, on that subject, the rumor has it that next year may, I say may, because it hasn't been decided yet, be all-stars mm -hmm. and that's something i wanted to talk about yes uh, please a lot of people have asked me who i would like to see in mm -hmm. drag survivor all-stars do you have a list i do yay! i came prepared yay Girl. let's read that list okay so i broke this list down into seasons one two three and multi-seasons so i started off with making three of each uh section and then i added a fourth in there you know, in case we needed to round things out. Um, so I, I wanted to have options. So for season one, I picked Nick Flair, Flanell West Coast, and Hagen Pierce. My optional was Lana Cabana. For season two, I picked Sean Dick, Mel Box, because I don't think we got enough to see out of them. Royal Disaster, because they're just talented as hell. And uh, the optional was Rala Abdul because, again, we didn't Rala get enough yeah. to see out of her. Um, for season three, I picked James Carlisle, Keisha Lorraine, Judy Good, and Lucid Dreams. Because I, I think that having the experience out of this season, we could see a lot more out of Lucid as um, so as the optional. But I definitely want to see all of those back in um, And then All along Stars. with the winners... I don't want to see the winners in All-Stars. I want the winners to take on a mentor role and each one hmm. uh, like rotate in between the teams. I but love that idea. the stars the winners, though? 
Just to ask him from a lay point. Well, well, in all stars, wouldn't the stars be the winners and maybe the first runners up? But they've already had their win. This, I, I think, this is a an opportunity for those that didn't make the mark but or who didn't get competed a, in the past shows. Right. Then we need to call it something different than all stars. But I they're think. The stars of Drag Survivor. Not, well, that's doesn't true. have to be. The it's winners. what kind of happens on Drag Race. Okay. It is, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I, they did change the rules for this last season of All Stars when they brought back the the winner of like the first season. I think that was or the, two or, or three the, ago. Yeah, or second they season. They brought back that, But they would bring back the ones that, I mean, that's been going on for 15 seasons. Yeah. So, of course, you're going to bring I just the ones back from the remember beginning. remember what uh, other formats. Then, I can't remember this format right? through half of it. <laughs> for the multi-seasons, um, there's really only four names that have been repeats, and I would like to see at least three of them back. Uh, and that's Replica, Queen, Eva LaDiva, and Dixie Normus, of course. Mm-hmm. I threw in Sasha Maple as the uh, optional because I think that Sasha at this point feels like they have something to prove. And now that they have begun, I'll say allegedly, um, have been doing their own makeup and it has, girl, don't be, (laughs) shut up. She, I've seen her do her own makeup. Um, the, day where she did her own makeup for i think it was for the um the musical runway was it where she had those big blocky eyebrows and i told her you need to go fix those eyebrows she didn't and i think she got read for that on her score sheet but i appreciate that she did it that's the thing and the more she does it having tyra there as um a mentor she's going to be exceptional if she lets the process happen, I agree. You just you just have to continue mm-hmm. and again, to do Sasha, it. I, I love can you. That is see the, it. It's the only way you're going to get better at it. I can see it in mm-hmm. Sasha, though. I can yeah. see it. The only way I've been able to improve over years, um, it's been like three, four years now, I think, um, has been during Monday Night Madness finales. I've had different people paint me for some of them, and I've applied some of the shapes and some of the procedures and some of the, the methods that they've used. And what you saw on Friday, Saturday at Pride uh, was like putting all of that together. There are still things I think I want to tweak. Like I think I made the the top of my eyeshadow a little too high because I, let's face it, I'm like the Mimi Bobek of Knoxville drag. I want those big garage <laughs> door. I'm surprised nobody's done a Mimi Bobek number that's, yet that's one of the things i want to do i want to do don't a remember number. it would be so great with dixon as right. drew carey right like it, to do it, it both of you together oh my god i could be your drew carey too true yeah that's you true. would make you a could. great drew carey i just doesn't dixon do that as a character no, i don't think no oh. i think they did Yikes. i think they did the chris farley, the chris farley. down by the river yeah. number yeah for sure um, but i just assumed they did but i mean carey. it's the same it's a it's, it's a guy and yeah. it's a With bigger the big guy glasses. glasses yeah so and horn rim glasses dixon has to pad extra for their belly to to actually get to that that Rubenesque. I would not have to do that. I would just stick Neither my belly out. I just don't have to put on drag and walk out. For Mimi, I just put on a, a muumuu and walk out on stage in Crocs. I hate Crocs, but I would do it. Um, but yeah, I and I want to redo my um, pride num- um, the, a number for my pride gown. 
I wish I'd had the ability to change out the music like the day before because I had the greatest idea that, and I'm going to use it for a Monday Night Madness. Don't tell us. Somebody will take it. I've told the quiche. You can tell me later. I will. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I, I, once I came up with this, I'm like, I love this idea for me. I do. Well, we kind of talked about the future a little bit, but what is the Tari's future? Well, I want to get more into the production side of things. Uh, I had a little bit of uh, experience with that recently with the uh, Night of a Thousand Replicas, which you Mm -hmm. were a part of. Mm -hmm. And thank you for that, by the way. Um, We did not have a grand turnout. We were small but mighty. And we we did a, a little bit of good for someone that, you know, is a sister and a friend to us. It's hard to do benefit shows. It, it really is. Um, it is. You know, I don't know what it is about people see the word benefit and they don't want to, they right. don't want to do anything. It's almost like they want the opposite. Right. <laughs> but I also feel like drag is very, very saturated it here is. in Knoxville. I was talking about And there about is that. some, you could literally go to something every week. Mm-hmm. Or not every week, but every day. Every yeah, day, yeah. Every day. Every, every night you could, you could go, go to something. To I was talking something. about that with Fatty Acid or, uh, at Pride, actually. Mm-hmm. Between Highwire, um, the, there's stuff happening at Poor Tap Room. There's Core, XYZ, um, The Brickyard. There's the uh, the new the evape the the pirate yeah, tavern. Pirate yeah, Who's I heard that they have a, a special there. room back there. Yeah, they do. Harry um, Harry Gary does. It was brunch made. There. Yeah, one of the comics was running their room in Powell, mm-hmm. and they literally designed that room for comedy and entertainment oh, wow. like that. So. Yeah then uh, it makes sense to be utilized for drag numbers as well because yeah. it's been harder to get. This is the one on new, Central. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's been harder to get people in for comedy constantly there or the room is really too small for how many tickets are sold for comedy from mm-hmm. the people that are running it uh, do a couple other comedy shows around town. But yeah, the owners of that bar specifically made it to be comedy centric and because mm. of how it's made with the Good. big red velvet curtains it's a very small room it would be hard you'd have to set it up different for people to easily get down to tip i mm. would think but it's a small stage i think the key to that though is turning it into more of a cabaret yes. type yes. thing where you have a, a comic you have drag you have mm-hmm. a singer you have oh, a okay. Maybe yeah, a magic, you know, yeah, to do cabaret. Yeah, Tony yeah, Whitson like is yeah. also supposed to drag. be yeah. able to do a show there. I believe. I think Danny is going to start doing a show. Whitson at? At, at the Evape downtown. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's also the tavern. He just put out his first comedy album too. Evape so. Tavern. There's also the place on Gay Street, um, uh, the Knox Box, where Hannah Von Stevens and... Yes. The Holistic Connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're doing one yeah, at Fire I mean, in the Hole. Anywhere that wants entertainment, drag is going to be on a level as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I want more than just somebody going around taking money. Right. You know, I, I just want something more than that. Yeah. yeah. It has to be... It has to have production value. Yes. And not just uh, a walk around number. And if mm-hmm. you can't do, it, people automatically think production value, props equal 
production value. Not necessarily, yeah. Not necessarily. One good prop that goes along with your character, yes, goes a long way. But you do not need, um, and I bring up like ghoul school, Mm -hmm. and the enormous (laughs) amount of, I did have a few props myself, but I kept it, they were all integral to the story. Mm -hmm. There was one performer though that had a ton of props. Oh, at the last one, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, Baby, you don't need you don't need all those. And they weren't really inter- interacted with. It was set dressing. Yeah, the good mm-hmm. rule of thumb with a prop, and we learned this at Salome, is you use it three times. You have to use it at least three times mm-hmm. for it to be useful. Included in yeah, your useful in your number. Yeah, you got to physically mm-hmm. touch it three times. I have learned a lot from Ghoul School in mm-hmm. the one time that I, I uh, participated in it. Um, the things I've learned are. <laughs> One, never use real glass. Never use real glass. <laughs> and if you do, do not put it on a table that you intend to slam your hand on yes. because it will fall off the, the table and break. Two, make your props portable, easily portable. Mm-hmm. Um, because if your prop is so big that it has to stay on stage for the entire show, it's too big. Um, that is true. I love that TARDIS, but it's a pain in my ass. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then three, rehearse that number with those props what is that what is rehearse (laughs) i rehearse in my head and like in (laughs) a little space in my my living room i never had the option to set everything up the way it was going to work so when it came time to perform i was like well this can go here that can go there and then it it, that is very very true learn your space and try to yeah try to rehearse within that space but but that's hard and you know sometimes you just got to work it out in your head yeah. i'm as far as production goes i hate that drag shows traditionally start late and run long mm-hmm. um part of what i want to do with drag survivor and, and any show that i'm like helping to not necessarily produce but helping to move along is I want to be able to try to keep them on a schedule. Yeah. Um, in the confessionals, that was hard because people would talk and trying to get usable sound bites out of some of the survivors was painful. Um, there were moments where that, just that. Yeah. Yeah. Where, just the silence where. Yeah. Now, having been on the other side of it mm-hmm. that's extremely hard to do because oh, number one you're coming off the cuff you mm-hmm. have to improv i'm improving as a character mm-hmm. i'm not 100 oh, percent sure what i'm gonna say i don't remember half of what i say that's what makes things so exciting when these come out but this year y'all had the questions ahead of time at yes. least most of them yeah and then i would throw a few random off the cuff kind of questions to mm-hmm. some of y'all and i would try to repeat the same questions in general unless it was topic specific, uh, I would try to repeat some of the same off the cuff stuff to everyone to give you all the same opportunity to give good sound bites. If you're like me though, it's hard. You it is hard mm-hmm. and you I'm not even looking at the questions. I'm so busy. I'm not even looking at the questions until I'm physically there getting ready to go on. Because then it's a you problem. Yeah, that's fresh. <laughs> it is a it is a me problem. No. So you're going to do more shows? Uh, yeah, I'm actually yeah. going to be... Uh, I, I DJ a, a lot of shows for Morphine over at Highwire mm-hmm. and some other locations sometimes. Uh, so I've got 
High Wire Nashville. How fun up. was that amateur drag show oh that my we God, just so did? Much fun, except for when I kept messing up the music. I don't know what That's was going right. on with that, but I got to meet so many new people that I've never met before, and may never have gotten to meet because they were too young to go to Coors Open Night mm-hmm. Monday Night Madness. So once they become of age, like drinking age, we're going to have some powerhouses coming in. Um, the ones from Chattanooga that were, I think they were involved in a Rocky Horror production. Mm-hmm. Um, they did exceptionally well. Um, Delicatessen, I believe, was the one that I picked as my favorite. Yeah. Um, reminded me a lot of kind of me starting out as like uh, light makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, I've since then learned a lot. <laughs> but... She was gorgeous, and um, she moved a lot. She more said than that was I ever her could. first time performing too. I so that. I don't either. Uh, but if it was mm-hmm. natural, natural already, yeah, she'll be a powerhouse. Yeah. Um, what do you think about uh, people that drag families and drag mothers, drag fathers, drag aunts, uncles? Well, up until recently, I didn't have a drag family. Uh, I was uh, kind of under the impression that I was just out there doing my own thing on my own, trying to figure it out and learning from like everyone all Mm -hmm. at once. And then uh, backstage at one of the shows, Morphine told me that I had been adopted and I guess she forgot to tell me like normal. Um, Because she's usually too drunk. (laughs) She's really love you, Morphine. She's, she really does not drink that much. Um, I know she doesn't, (laughs) but when she does, Oh, lord um but yeah she's been she's kind of guided me here and there it's it's more of a hands-off relationship mm-hmm. um where like i'll i'll give her an idea and she'll give me some some uh critiques on it and i'll go from there so an example the witch number i did for uh monday night madness finale i had a basic idea of what i wanted sent her the mix and she said you need to cut this that and there maybe add a little something so mm-hmm. I, I took that advice and did something she said you need to have a gimmick so i came up with a gimmick it didn't work great on stage because we didn't have time to practice it but i tried yeah um, she said you should have some kind of set uh set piece so i had these little fires again didn't really plan ahead well enough and i kind of ended up knocking over most of them so I learned a lot um, from working with Morphine, and she has given me a lot of opportunities that I would not otherwise have had. I think she does that for a lot of people in the community. She does. Without people really understanding what Spotlight Sunday is. Um, Spotlight Sunday gives people the opportunity to have an actual booking that they may not otherwise have. So, And Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. I only have one thing to say about that and is if you're a baby queen Mm -hmm. or king baby performer coming in here don't worry so much about having to be in a drag quote family right because it rarely works out you know hi this is my first day doing drag oh well i want to adopt you come on in yeah without even knowing that person or knowing what they're all about you don't know i'm not saying that anybody anybody's drag family is predatory or anything like that but it does open 
I know you're looking at me, but I do not know. I personally do not know of that. Just, just be wary. Yeah. You know, just be wary. Learn as much as you can learn from that person, but don't necessarily say that, you know, that you don't have to have a family yet. You don't. But you can rely on the community as a whole. Yes. As a impromptu drag family until you are comfortable with someone that you want to be adopted by or until you're established enough to adopt someone yourself. Well, that's what I consider. I consider this whole community my mm-hmm. drag family, just like I consider Salome my burlesque family. You know, mm. I don't think that people that have been doing drag for like one year should be adopting anyone. Oh, agreed, agreed. Um, in, in one year being a relative time frame, but uh, I think that you need to be established and um, kind of not necessarily a household name uh, like the quiche, but uh, someone that is known around the area fairly well. Yeah. You might not necessarily be getting uh, weekly bookings, but you know someone that performs frequently and has a decent reputation is someone I would look forward to uh, being a drag parent. And if you want bookings go go to shows go to shows where you are not booked yes if you show up and support the shows even if you're not there it does make a difference on you getting booked mm-hmm. and you don't shows. have to have money to tip you can do th- other things take photos to, and put them on mm-hmm. the instagram be the tip kitty put them on the story yeah yeah be the tip kitty go around get rid of stuff out of your house and put it in a bag and tip them <laughs> that's true <laughs> Yeah, I think the best tip I ever got was when you were judging Monday Night Madness, and it, you gave me a literal bag of jewelry. I gave everyone in that finale a, I wore a bag. that ring yeah. on uh, for a number. I think it was for a yeah. finale. Yay! No, it was for um, shenanigans. I wore it. Nice. It was cute. You got anything coming up, Galicious? Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> life. <laughs> Ish. Yeah. I know you're going to your burn. Life, I'm, and you're yeah, missing Rocky. I'm going to a burn. I am sad. I'm missing Rocky, but not really. But kinda. But not really. But wouldn't that be a good theater number for one of those Survivor dailies or whatever? A burn? No, Rocky. I was gonna say burning. I mean, you could do a burn on stage. It would have to be mimicked fire. Mm-hmm. But that would be an interesting thing. Yeah, it's a lot of a concept to try to do, even in six minutes. Yeah. Six long minute. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so not this I'm week. Just being terrible. But next week. But I was October. accepted into a comedy festival in December, yeah, so hey. I got that. And then you know, there's stuff. Go ahead. What have you got going on? Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, at the concourse. Have October they started promoting yet, Jay? Twentieth no, and twenty first at the concourse. Yes, I do believe that the ticket sales are out right now nice yeah i don't know sometimes the vibe though maybe maybe it's it'll sell out within two weeks pretty easily since everybody's kind of waiting for rocky you know it's a staple i think people are looking forward to rocky in october yeah it's just a big halloween party time too um so on the first on the on that friday the 20th will be the cabaret show Mm. And I know that we've got some out-of-towners coming in from Oklahoma. Oh, wow. Very cool. Um, she used to live here in 
we're so excited to have her back. And then on the 21st, on that Saturday, will be Pajami Slammy. So right. you can come in as your favorite Rocky Horror character yeah. during that. Um, and then uh, Halloween for my Nashville friends. I'm going to be at the Cobra. First time at the Cobra in Nashville. It's very exciting. Doing uh, Captain Spaulding. So please, yes, come out for that. Where That's is right. Cobra? Oh, I know where that is. It's in Madison. Yeah. Yeah. I, I very excited about Uber, that. So I had to get pickups there all the time. <laughs> I bet. Mm, that was interesting. And then I have a gig in, on your birthday. So I either have to rearrange something or figure out something else. Too. I do. When? Because nobody's told me yet. Tap, uh, poor tap room. I'm there with you. On I have no 3rd. idea. Nobody has mentioned You're on the flyer. Any. You're literally on the flyer. On November for 3rd? No, November 8th. November 3rd's her birthday. Oh, yeah, which well, is a Friday night. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I do remember that then. So. <laughs> it's still like October, so I haven't. Right. <laughs> because you've got, like, if you have a party, then I'm going to have to be there at, at midnight. <laughs> we have to have a day party. Or I'm going to talk to Jay and see what's going on on that Friday night. November 3rd. See mm -hmm. what we can do. All right, Fatari, now it's time to plug yourself, plug your YouTube channel. <laughs> plug, plug, plug. Well, you can find me on Facebook at Fatari Queen. On YouTube, you can just search Fatari, and you'll find years' worth of video from multiple venues. Um, I'll be at Highwire Nashville on mm -hmm. Friday the 13th of October. I'll be at Highwire Knoxville the following Friday, the 20th. I'll be at... Uh, core filming for the Bitter Betty show. I'll be at Core filming the Bitter Betty show on a, a Spotlight Sunday. I'll be filming the Hallow's Eve pageant uh, towards the end of October. And I'll be at Poor Tap Room with you, BB Alexander, and Replica Queen uh, November 8th. Awesome. Well, you know, November is my birthday month. So we're going to party. We have a whole month. To party. Uh, party, you know, maybe I'll plan something since I'm going to be gone and just have a whole <laughs> weekend. You can have private family time on Friday. Fun peeps. Ooh, who's got a new Jim Brewski number? Yeah, mm. be hot, hot, hot. And sh they just lost, launched their uh, Patreon as well. Very Ooh, cool. So, yeah. yeah, where you can take burlesque classes and all sorts of fun, fun stuff. That would be something That's good for cool. Keisha to do, too, is Patreon. You know who would be good at Drag Survivor? Frickin' Jim Brule. Jim Brusky. Mm -hmm. Oh. All right, Jim. Here's yes. your sign. Yep. So you would be great out. for That's Drag Survivor. That's someone that you want to see do Drag Survivor. I want to see B.B. Alexander, Monet Sinclair, um, Salem the Strange out of Nashville, and uh, her, I believe partner maybe fiance by now uh jupiter mm -hmm. uh, i would love to see them um i would love to see out of chattanooga um rita lips charles and eden apple mm -hmm. um i would love to see icky stardust do it yes because so amazingly creative and talented with makeup mm -hmm. uh, and something just unique so 
And I would love to see, like I said, I would love to see some of our uh, kings coming back, Nick Flair and Sean Dick. But I would love to see a lot of new faces in Drag Survivor, not necessarily ones that we see at CORE all the time, mm-hmm. um, but people from the East Tennessee region. Um, anyone can can sign up, but you got to be willing to travel. <laughs> and Get put Mona out with uh, to, to sadistic tendencies. Yeah, that too. <laughs> um, I do call Morphine the, Knox, uh, the jigsaw of Knoxville. So. Oh, nice. I love him so much. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we got to get out of here. Yes. Thank you guys so much. (laughs) All right. Well, this is great timing because Charlotte's almost done with her picture. Charlotte, and I would like to give a shout out to Charlotte because she's been so good today. Charlotte, do you want to say something on the microphone? Very great. Yeah. So cute. What would you like to say? Squared. Well, you got to speak in the microphone. Princess Peaches from the Mario Princess Princess Peaches. Peaches, 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 Peaches. I love you. <laughs> to our listeners, we hope that you're still enjoying all this Drag Survivor content. Uh, we'll be putting out the blind reactions this week. And uh, yeah, keep watching. It'll be fun. It's going to yeah. be fun. And if you have any questions for Fatari, for me, for Gail, anybody, please email us at gabandgirltime at gmail.com. Yes. You only, only get one shot. And man. if you want to complain about anything I said, um, don't. No, you can yeah. reach me at Facebook uh, if you don't already have my um, Facebook information. Then Again, it's your Fatari opinion Queen. isn't important. <laughs> If you don't already have the info, you can you can email us and tell us, and we'll just read it and laugh and not even tell you about it. You should do a total uh, <laughs> whole episode of reactions to people's comments about what we said about them. That, that would be fun too. That would be a lot of fun. <laughs> We're gonna get out of here, but we thank you so much for listening to Gavin Girl Time. Gavin Girl Time. Gavin. Girl time. Peaches, 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 peaches. I love you.